0: Good evening, ballers. Welcome to the 23rd episode of The Step Back. It's your host, Leon Tompkins, my main man, Jacob Moses, and we welcome in this evening. You may remember him from last night, host of the Audible, Old in Football Live, pulling double duty this week, our good friend, Randy Hammond. How you doing, bro?
1: Hey guys, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's a little past my bedtime. I got to work in about six hours or so, but I'm up here talking ball with you guys, and I regret nothing. So let's do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Iron man, right now. so I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> hey, how you doing, uh, Jacob? How you feeling? I'm doing
2: well, man. Just living life, working, you know, parenting, normal life shit.
0: <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Um, you know, we're getting into the nitty gritty of the uh, NBA season, about to push towards the playoffs, and we got an exciting race for the eighth and ninth spots. Um, we got some drama with Willard, we got some drama with Paul George, and trying to figure out this eighth and ninth spot combination is difficult. That's why we got our good friend, Randy, who's familiar with the 16th and 17th weeks in the NFL mm-hmm. to get these combos down.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Portland picked up a win last night, securing the eighth spot. Memphis picked up a uh, – dropping Memphis to the ninth spot. Phoenix is red hot. they in the 10th spot in San Antonio in 11. Uh, all four teams play tomorrow. We're going to get into how each one plays out. Uh, in the different scenarios a little bit later on. But, you know, my man, Dame Lillard, 50-61 last night going off. Uh What's your guys' thoughts on Lillard just taking over these games?
2: God damn it, you know what time it is. How many times I got to tell you, man? It's just, that guy, that's right, Randy. <laughs> no, it's been <laughs> crazy watching him. I mean, just you can't stop him. You only can hope to contain him. And I'm telling you that shit. They were talking. He, I, I think he really took that to heart. What PG and Pat Bell were saying. He was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. As and then you posted in the group. You read his lips. Put some respect mm-hmm. on my name, man. It's not a game.
1: Mm-hmm. This is great. I love a guy with a chip on his shoulder like that too. I mean, he was he was only a three star recruit in college. Went to Weber State and was you know barely a lottery pick. Uh, a lot of guys thought he was too small. Wasn't good enough for the league too. So. I'm just glad to see this dude killing it. I think he's now finally getting the respect that he deserves as a top three point guard and, you know, all-star, one of the best players in the league. It's about time because he's been playing like that for the last few years. And my favorite part about him is that he's a killer. He is clutch and he wants to just rip your heart out. To me, like, that is why I love basketball. That's, like, why I love sports. Like, when you're clutch and you can make plays and you're not afraid of the moment, Lillard himself, like, yeah, he screwed up with those free throws. But he said, you know what, you got me once. I'm not going to let you get me again. And I just want to talk about that for one second here with Paul George and Pat Beverly talking. Look, Pat Bev, that's your game. I totally understand that. Your whole game is yapping and talking while you're playing D. What the hell has Paul George ever done to warrant some shit talk like that to another guy who has eliminated him from the playoffs before and has outplayed exactly. him almost every single time they played before? What, like, exactly. Pat Bev, all right. I don't like Pat Bev, but that's his game at least. Paul George, that come on, man. Come on.
2: Yeah, oh, my God. And then – Oh, let's talk about the chip on the shoulder. You know, that reminds me of somebody, that got on the left right there, you know, yep. at 24. He always played with a chip on his shoulder. But another okay. thing is, <laughs> another thing with PG, you can't talk shit, and then you go on his social media and apologize. You yeah. get no points for that there, buddy. <laughs> None. None. <laughs> man, I, I can't. PG just kind of lost him a little bit of credit for that one, man. You don't apologize after talking shit.
1: Because no, 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 nope, not at all, Leon. Well, yeah, what did you think about that, man? Because I mean, I, you're a fan of the Eastern Conference. How often do you get to watch Portland? And is this something that's waking you up to how good, how great Damian Lillard actually is?
0: Okay, so I knew Lillard was good, way, like way back when. But you look at the, the the game winners he's pulled off in the playoffs. But it seems like, and he, he mentioned it before coming into the bubble. He wanted a shot. Otherwise, he wasn't going to show up. And he's showing you why he wants this shot. You know, you take those free throws aside from the other night. Th- this guy comes in clutch with, you know, and he, now he has some help this uh, time around. Nurkic and CJ and, you know, your, your man, Gary Trent. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, and and yeah, Mellow, Mello. M- Money Mello here. He's pulling off clutch shots. Uh, playing rejuvenated and we said this way back when if portland gets that eighth spot look out and they're, they're playing brooklyn tomorrow so it's a pretty good shot for them to hold on to that eighth spot and we can we'll go over a little bit um on how we'll be able to get it but i'm a huge fan of Lillard. huge fan
1: I don't know how you can't be right. I think that you know, watching him play and just his confidence and his ability to take over games late, I always respect the guy who's not afraid of the moment. You're always, you're never going to succeed every single time, but at least you attack that um, and not be afraid of that moment every single time. You have that kind of respect from me. So um, I just want to say I think I owe Carmelo Anthony an apology. I'm not going to speak for the entire internet, but I think a lot of the internet owes Carmelo <laughs> Anthony an apology because. Uh, Uh, I thought that guy was washed. I I wanted nothing to do with him on my team, which I kind of wish my team had him over some of the options they have now. Um, But credit to Carmelo Anthony for coming in and being the vet scorer that this team needed for sure because you have a young backcourt, not really that young anymore in CJ and Dame, but now they have that third piece who can fill it up and get buckets when one of those guys is out of the game. So shout-out to Carmelo Anthony. Mm -hmm. What is he, top 15 all-time in the scoring list now? I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer, whether people want to admit that or not. But Put some respect on
0: Melo's name, now. Great. For sure. And, you know, just to remember how good Dame is, well, I'll share my screen here. And here we got PG just keeps on talking.
2: Yeah. About to
0: pull up from 37 Mm -hmm. feet. Boom.
1: Dagger. Dagger.
0: The wave by just does it all for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, the wave is the best part, and then the face while he's getting mobbed. Uh,
2: if that started out in the movie. You want to realize? You want to know how I got here? This is how it started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> the wave. See ya. Love that. That was great.
2: Oh man, I jumped out of bed for that. I'm going. What?
1: Yeah, that was. That the was best. Oh,
2: it was a bad shot. Yeah, I, I oh,
1: bet it was. Was that Shaq who said that? Who said that?
2: PG. He was like, "Oh, it was just—it was a bad shot." Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Steph Curry takes so many bad shots, but is it a bad shot when you're making them? It, it's exactly. Not. No. Not at all.
0: You know, Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Paul George. Here, here come uh, Mr. Beverly, because. I love how it comes off this curl love and that, uh, boom, that's it.
1: Bang. Uh-huh. Was that good, that was the Rockets, right? Yep. Yep. What year was that? Was that twenty sixteen? I believe
0: fifteen. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Aldridge still uh, definitely two thousand fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he came up, he's clapping. He's give me that.
0: I mean, speaking of Aldridge, that that guy can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know because he goes down with an injury and look and look at the spurs they take off like you know there's no tomorrow
2: Mhm. young squad coming up man
0: that's yeah yep um going into the ninth spot the memphis grizzlies they had a huge hold on that uh on, on that eighth spot and then jaron jackson went down and that pretty much sealed them in.
2: Mm-hmm. They, they're playing – they're forgetting how to play basketball. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what happened. They completely just – John Morant can't do it all. He can only do so much. You know, you need Brooks. You need Brandon Clark. You need, you know, units you, you need somebody to step up. It's – or you guys are just going to – they're lucky that they're still in it right now because of where they were. They kind of – they had that little – Inch to slack off a little bit but now now it's they got to do something they got to pull a win
1: now i think if you're the i think you're if you're the grizz though you you kind of look at this year as a, a positive regardless right I, I don't think any of us really saw them in this position to make the playoffs uh obviously they had the second overall pick last year but i didn't look at the grizzlies as a team that uh posed any threat to anyone especially in the western conference because it's so deep and it's so had like so filled with talent from top to bottom that I thought the Grizzlies are going to be one of the worst teams in the league and it's a credit to John Morant and a lot of those other younger players for getting better uh, around him which I think he has a lot to do with personally but I would not look at this season as unsuccessful if I was a Grizzlies fan I'd be excited for the future just understand that you know you need some veteran pieces maybe a big man uh, maybe a, a wing defender here and like a veteran that could help you out but
0: you know, if Memphis doesn't make the playoffs, I'm I'm not gonna cry wolf. If I'm a Grizzlies fan. Yeah, Memphis has a nice core going. Um, they, they they can attract some free agents if necessary, but this is an excellent building block for them, knowing that they're ahead of schedule and John Moran is the real deal. Mhm. Uh, they, I think they face off against the Bucks tomorrow, uh, minus Giannis. I don't think he was gonna play anyway, but you know. Seven ass suspension for a headbutt.
2: I would headbutt him too. Why well, is it look like a bitch? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I
1: would have done the same thing. <laughs> Hell out of my face. <laughs> what, one game though? One game though? I, I, if this was regular season, it would have been like five at least. <laughs> if, the NBA, if the NBA had any balls, they'd suspend him for the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they they, they won't ever. <laughs> he's the MVP of the league, so they won't do that, but. You know, <laughs> there the intent was there enough for that that he deserved more than a game. Oh,
0: oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: <clears throat>
0: In the tenth spot, probably the hottest team on the planet, the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker,
2: <laughs>
0: DeAndre Ayton, is knocking out the competition. Use one of uh Randy's phrases: running the table. Seven and zero. Where do these guys come from?
2: <laughs> man, <laughs> Devin wow. Booker was the truth. <laughs> He's my favorite shooter in the league, man. And everybody's stepping up. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think I even saw, like, what, a Cameron Johnson sighting? <laughs> I haven't seen him since UNC. What's going on?
1: Bro, Cameron Cameron Payne, you know, never did anything except dance with Russell Westbrook on the Thunder. Like, what? Is, I have no idea what's going on with the Suns here, but it all comes back down to Devin Booker, who is blossoming into a superstar in front of our eyes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but finally playing in some meaningful games, and he had a game winner over Paul George again. This this guy just can't catch a break. Uh, but you know, Phoenix coming in. The season they were hot. Then DeAndre Aiton missed twenty five games, and that kind of derailed them a bit. But going back to the coaching, Monty Williams came coming in, creating a culture, and look at these Suns—they get in that uh, eight-nine game; they they can make some noise.
1: Mhm. Yeah, as a Lakers fan, they're just not a team that I'm all that interested in seeing because. The Lakers issue now is they don't have a guy who can defend a Damian Lillard or a Devin Booker. So, if I could avoid the Blazers or the Suns, that'd be ideal. I don't see that scenario likely that they're going to play one of those teams. But Booker right now is just so lights out. He's playing on such another level um, that I'm happy that he's finally bring, like getting to this point because I know when he was in Kentucky, he was very highly touted as a guy who would be a superstar in the NBA. He's had some high-scoring outcomes already in the league. But I feel like now he's finally starting to put it together. And like you said, Monty Williams is probably a big part of that.
0: Yeah, and tomorrow they play the Dallas Mavericks.
1: And Luka, that's, that's going to be a good game.
0: Yeah, I expect Dallas to, to put, forth a, put forth an effort to try to knock him out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and my biggest surprise of them all in the 11th spot is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I had him dead to rights. Uh, Deion, uh, DeMar DeRozan really coming up big here um, for much of the flack he caught in Toronto for not being clutch. He carried the team on his back along with Lonnie Walker and really gave them a shot to to steal a steal a playoff spot. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on the Spurs? I, I watched a little bit of the Spurs and I.
1: I... But Tamar DeRozan is kind of a guy who is super underrated at this point. I don't think he ever really gets the credit uh, for being, you know, a really good two-guard in the league. Uh, I heard a comparison. I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast where they kind of compared him to the Alex Smith of the NBA where he's always really solid and kind of average, but he'll never really be worse than that. He's always consistent, and he just doesn't wow you. But I actually think that he's put on some weight, and I don't mean that in a bad thing. It looks like he's bulked up a little bit. He's always a really skinny kind of lengthy guy who Mm -hmm. didn't have much on him. It looks like he's kind of put on some muscle and I think that's made a big difference. Uh, His mid-range game has always been there. He's not the greatest outside shooter, but um, I think the Spurs have a lot to do with that. I think the culture to pop and uh, just being around that organization makes you mature, makes you grow up, makes you work a little bit harder. So, you know, maybe we should have seen this sort of thing coming. Um, And to be honest with you, I, I'm not totally shocked that the Spurs are here, although they did look so bad coming into the bubble but if I could choose any of these teams to play in the first round as a Lakers fan, I want the Spurs. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Just because they don't post the outside threat that the other teams do. So, if the Spurs want to sneak into that eighth spot, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, the Spurs are pretty young. But it's pretty cool to see guys like Calvin Johnson get a chance to actually ball out. He had a nice little think He scored like 24 or 25 in the game. Lonnie Walker, you know. He's, you know, he has a high upside, but you don't know what you're going to get out of him, like you said, Leon. just going down, that's going to be tough. But you know, these guys are playing, man. They they have a chance, they're good a chance as everybody else, and it's it's really cool to see, especially with the, you know, Murray and White, the two guys that you want to see actually take that step, because guard play is so important in the league. You want to see that, and I I give props to that team. They just they know. <laughs> just win is win, man. That's, that's what the Spurs are about. Might not be championship caliber, but hey, getting to the playoffs is just as important.
0: Yeah, Pop with that playoff pedigree, you know he's going to drag his team to the end. And, you know, credit to him and, and his staff uh, coming into the bubble, getting these guys ready. And DeMar DeRozan, the mid-range king, um, he can get to that spot on the floor, and he's about 80% from there. He's he's gonna knock it down every time. And the Spurs face the Jazz tomorrow. So here's where we get into where the eight-nine kind of play in. The number the advantage of having a number eight seed for the play-in game, you only need to win one to move on. You see it at number nine, you have to win two games. So this is at a different time. Portland, currently in the eighth spot, playoff against Brooklyn tomorrow. For them to stay in the eighth spot, they have to win or have Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio lose. They get the ninth spot if they lose and any of those two teams lose. Then Portland secure the ninth spot. Portland is out if they lose and any of those two teams win.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Memphis Grizzlies currently in the ninth spot face off against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, They move up into the eighth spot if they win and Portland loses. They stay nine if they win and Portland wins. Or if Memphis loses and, uh, or Phoenix and San Antonio lose. And the Grizzlies are out if they lose, and Phoenix and San Antonio win. You see, Randy, this is why we need your Week 17, like, (laughs) It it makes sense to me.
1: Ultimately, the uh, Portland trails, Portland controls their own destiny here. All they have to do is beat your Nets, Leon. Uh, It doesn't seem like that's going to be that hard of a thing to do. Uh, Although the the, the, the no-name Nets, the no-name Nets doing all right over there in the bubble, but Um, I think Portland, all they gotta do is take care of business tomorrow and this, all this, you know, dilemma and what could possibly happen is all for now. So I'm not going to try to (laughs) make this more confusing than it actually is. Portland's going to win tomorrow and they're going to be the eight seed.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm real intrigued to see uh, if Phoenix can sneak in. Uh, Phoenix can get to the eighth spot if they win and Portland and Memphis loses. They get the ninth they seed. They have to lose they, out,
1: right? And yeah. So they have to yeah. lose out and, and Phoenix has to win out? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So Phoenix would have to go 10-0 in the bubble. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For this that, yeah. would be, well, that would be crazy. <laughs>
0: um, Phoenix has the ninth spot if they win and Portland or Memphis loses. So either, either one can lose and they win, they get the ninth spot. And they're out with a loss and San Antonio with the hardest uh, hardest road. They get the eighth spot with a win, and everybody loses out. Ninth mm-hmm. spot with a win and a loss by any of those other two teams, and they're eliminated if they lose. Um, my gut feeling is that it's Portland and Phoenix, 8-9. Um, unless, like you, like you say, Brooklyn shows up and – shocks the world um I mean, they, they beat milwaukee i mean they beat the clippers exactly.
2: it's not a given man that's a plan yeah. even though they're in you just never know but i think they said most of their guys that well it wouldn't matter because they all bench players for the most part anyway <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying when you, look at, when you look at that
3: team you're like yeah. really Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I, I think Portland kinda wraps this up tomorrow and then we have a clearer picture of what the, the playoffs in the West and actually the East for the most part uh, look like. I would love for Phoenix to go ten and zero and make that run. That'd be a great story. Uh mm-hmm. it just feels unlikely, but you know, there's a great saying in sports and that's why you play the game. So see what happens here.
0: Yeah, man. Um the playing game I believe is on Saturday. Saturday, yep. And If it it needs a second game, it's the next day on uh, Sunday. Okay. So that would be pretty nice. Uh, You you kind of touched on it before. As a Laker fan, uh, who would you like to see in the eight spot, Uh, I guess, in in ranking order?
1: All right. So I'll pull up the the current standings, which um, personally, I think that the order in which they are, I would flip that and probably go with that. Uh, I would love to have the Spurs for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, you know, what? I'm, not, I'm not actually going to do that. I think I would rather have um, Memphis over Phoenix um, just because they're so young. And, you know, they might win, win a game or two, but I think they really lack that experience that you really need in the playoffs. So, uh, and then I'd go Phoenix. And then the team I don't want to play the most is the team currently in the eighth spot, which is Portland. Uh, <laughs> Portland has the most firepower, has the best team in general, uh, has the best backcourt, It's the worst matchup for the Lakers. Um, The Lakers are going to struggle with teams with great backcourts and great guard play and with, you know, high-scoring abilities. So, uh, if I can avoid Portland, I would prefer to do that because the Lakers don't have a great backcourt, don't have great guard play at the moment. So, unfortunately, it's going to work out. We're going to get Portland. and it's probably going to (laughs) go seven games, and it's going to make me sweat. I I could really see the Lakers losing that series, but um, I'm hoping that they can still pull it out regardless.
2: But about Portland, the thing about that is CJ McCollum is playing hurt, so it's yeah. something going on with his back. So that's what kind of scares me about what the run. You want to see it happen, but CJ they need something out of him, and The mm-hmm. way he's playing, you know, he comes off his curl. It's not right. You can tell. Like he's a yeah. big come off a screen kind of guy, and. Just getting that elevation on your shot is just not there right now. And Dame's gonna have to carry a lot of the load as yeah. what he's doing now. And even though they might, you know, pull the test to the Lakers, they, they might prove to be too strong for them because Yeah. Again, guard play is everything. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, they. I would rather have an injured CJ uh, on the floor if I'm a Portland fan than have Mario Hazonia anywhere uh, play. Uh, getting playing time because he might be the worst player of basketball.
2: <laughs> and he blocked LeBron. <laughs> I, mean,
1: he, I was there was when crazy. he dug Don Giannis, too, by the way. I was at MSG when he dug Don Giannis last man, year. Man, I,
2: <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there going – now he think he's the man now, huh?
1: He the ste- He did the he did the Allen Iverson step over after that. <laughs> he thought he was the
2: coolest guy ever. After oh that. man, he was the man. Him and his five points a game.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, and like, and, and that's where uh, a vet like Melo and uh, a strong uh, game from Gary Trent Jr., who yep. really been coming on in this bubble, can really make a difference. Uh, I, I, I like Phoenix. Taking out the Lakers only because Booker is such a threat. And I, and I think they're a much deeper team than mm-hmm. people give them credit for. Uh, Saric yeah. and Kaminsky really came on as of late. But it, it, the Lakers uh, looked a little sketchy uh, lately. Uh, Kuzma bailed him out the other night. Uh a
1: great yeah. play. That was a great play call. Oh,
0: for
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> It was a well-executed begs, play. Are, are, you, are you denying that? <laughs> it, it, it was.
0: It was. It was shocking. I was just <laughs> And Kuzma really went off in that game, which begs the question, would you put him in the starting lineup?
1: Well, I don't know if I'd put him in the starting lineup, but regardless, he's going to be in the lineup that closes the game. Uh, yeah. He's played really well in the bubble. Um, I think he has value coming off the bench. Um, because you need a second unit that poses some kind of threat. You can't just have all your best players be playing all the time. You see this with, you know, six man of the year is so valuable because you have a guy like Lou Williams who come off the bench, give you 20 points, um, but he's often on the court when the game is ending. So Kuzma for me, if he doesn't start, not the end of the world to me. I think that the Lakers' big lineup is something that they want to get into the flow of things when they start the game. Um, so you'll have LeBron, Danny Green, Anthony Davis – um, and then Jamal McGee with I don't know who the fifth guy is. They've kind of explored. Uh, I could. <laughs> it, it, that's where it gets troubling because you could totally say, yeah, Kuzma should start, but regardless, that, that's, that sort of five, whether it's Dwight Howard or it's McGee at the five at the end of the game um, with Kuzma, that is the five with LeBron kind of playing that point role. Um, they've kind of experimented with Quinn Cook a little bit, I don't love that as much, but he's going to get a lot of playing time regardless. I don't love the J.R. Smith or Deion Waiters experiments. It's going to backfire in the long run. Let them go and shoot as much as they want right now because it ultimately doesn't matter. They already have the one seed, but I don't love that down the stretch, personally. Uh, They really miss Rashawn Rondo, and they really miss, really miss, uh, what's his face? Avery Bradley. Yeah, they they missed that backcourt defense. Those guys were good. Uh, I mean, Rondo's not the best offensive player, but Bradley was a good spot-up shooter. Um, I talked about all seasons and how they needed better shooting, and thankfully Kuzma stepped up because they really need to improve that outside shooting in the worst way. Uh, Marcus Morris going to play a lot as well. So Marcus Morris might be the guy who starts the game, but I don't know, Matt, I don't know if he's the guy at the end of the game who plays unless like LeBron's at foul trouble or McGee or the, all the big guys are. So. They don't have a great small lineup to go with, so maybe Marcus Morris is a part of that. Um, But Kuzma, definitely going to be a guy who closes the game for them, at least on the court to close the game for them.
0: Yeah, and he paid dividends the other night.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. He's playing well, and it's about time. I'd just
2: like to say, don't diss Quinn Cook again, ever. (laughs)
1: Don't
2: cut that part out. (laughs) No, but, yeah, I can impress LeBron Connor, It looked like he was pulling up lame a little bit when he, like, towards the end of the game. It looked like he was pulling with a little limp. But um, let's see what happens.
1: He's getting old at the end of the day here. I don't think we realize that he's been in the league for 17 years. You know, I mean, the style of basketball that he's played for a long time is eventually Mm -hmm. going to wear him down. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think you're starting to see that. Uh, uh, the season as a whole has been a great success, and he's played really well. But now when the season's going into August like this, I think that sort of thing should be expected
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, it testament to him, and uh, you know we'll see where the Lakers really end up and see it there. The fact that there's no travel, they might be able to get get some fresh fresh legs we rest their guys now coming into the next week. Mm-hmm. In which next week uh the playoffs do start. Um, the Western Conference is kind of muddled. The Eastern Conference is set. Uh mm-hmm. we already touched on the Lakers and the possible uh AFC contenders, particularly uh deeper look into the Western Conference, which would be the potential matchup of the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. <sighs> hmm. this, this one, one kind can- of intrigues me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's Lucas' first playoff uh, series. Uh, KP finally in a meaningful uh, series, but the Clippers are deep and hella good defensively. Uh, where, where do you guys see the Clippers and Mavs uh, ending up? I think it's going to
2: go. I'll give the Mavs five because Pat Bev is going to be in Lucas' ass. We all know that. <laughs> Let's be real. That's going to be a great test for Luca. That's going to really, like, just see if he's going to elevate his game even more or he's going to shrink. And with KP, love the guy, but he's soft. And you cannot be soft in the playoffs. (laughs) I swear a few games, he's getting horsed around by P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is a big body. But KP, you are 7 foot dude like use your length like he does not I don't understand how he can't use his length at all like he got to get down you got to and plus the Clippers are kind of like a they're not small but whoever's going to be on him is pretty it's going to be smaller so you got to learn how to back him down you know do a little fade away or something but he's going to have to come with it and with those two guys and then now you got to hope for maybe Powell to come up you know, if Seth Curry's there, you got to see if he comes up. They got – what's his name? What's the dude's name? Michael Kidd, girl, Chris. What are you going to get out of him? <laughs> right. Maybe a few defensive plays. He can't score. I mean, him and scoring is like freaking oil and vinegar. They just – they don't go together at all. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's going to be a good t- – I, I want to say six, but I'm going to go five with my heart. I don't think Dallas does anything yet. They're they're too young, and the experience is just gonna it's going to hurt.
1: See, I hate Pep Bev. Uh, I'm not a Pep Beverly guy. I, I, think he's a bit, I think he's a fraud. I think he's a, the Josh Norman of the NBA. Josh Norman always talked all this shit for, as a corner and got cooked by every great receiver in the league. And mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, Pet Bev is annoying uh, as a defender and I give him credit for that. But if you're an elite offensive player and you have uh, a good mental capacity, you can kind of overcome him. Um, I think Luca's going to completely dominate Pat Bev, to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to pose much of a threat uh, at all, and despite Pat Bev's uh, desire to be uh, in everyone's head at all times.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you saw him try to get that with KD, which I don't know why they even put him on KD to begin with um, when that <laughs> series happened last year. But, you know, at least luca's going to be the primary ball handler for the Mavs, so it makes more sense. I'm going to give him six games here. I really like the Luca. Uh, Porzingis combination. They're really starting to play well together.
0: Um,
1: and, you know, I know Harrell is back and Lou Williams is back from the Clippers. And I, I think they will prove to be too much for the Mavs. But I think the Mavs are going to give them a run for their money. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, the Mavs gave the Rockets a run until they blew it. And they gave the Blazers a run last night until Willard <laughs> went off. So I, I agree with you. The Mavs will give you some trouble. you um, was a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr., um, perfect role player, knocked down a three, space the floor, but the Clippers, I, I think, are way too deep. Uh, mm-hmm. If they get anything out of Marcus Morris, it's a benefit because he has done like next to nothing. And Reggie Jackson, if he can uh, find, you know, his Bobby Smurda look and just score a bit <laughs> off the bench, he can – Give me something I actually ahead. think if Dallas
1: could get a if Dallas could get a team like Houston, I I like their chances more because yeah. Houston's soft and mm-hmm. they're not as big bodied. You know, I think the Clippers are a tough team because they are big and they rebound really well and mm-hmm. they have a few like their defense defensively. I don't know if there's a better team defensively than the Clippers in the playoffs, but Houston is not like that. So Dallas, I think, really got a, a bad draw here. Um, but I would love their chances against almost any other team in the West. But I think the Clippers are just too tough for most teams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I give the Clippers in six, um, you know, Kawhi, and hopefully Paul George can, you know, silence some of his critics.
2: hmm And the one thing that might kill them is their chemistry. They really – I think Kawhi, Harrell, PG, and Beverly, they only played really – I forgot the number that. I saw. it's not a lot of minutes together. So they got to get it together quickly and – Chemistry is everything. You play in, the, obviously, play in the playoffs. You throw something together, it might not always work. So, you might get snuck up on, and you never know what happens.
1: And they play, they play, they play Shaman a lot uh, at the end of games. Yes. I, don't really under, mm-hmm. I don't really understand that, but I guess it's the, for defensive purposes, right? He can
2: shoot really
1: well. He can shoot really well too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was surprised about that, but I guess Morris hasn't played too well. I would have probably gone with him instead. But uh, I was surprised to see how much they play Shaman, especially late in games.
2: Sure. Shout-out to the Knicks for getting that late-round pick for
0: them. <laughs> In the next matchup, we have the Denver Nuggets against what's possibly uh, – but the f- five or six seed has not been yeah. determined yet. Uh, so it's between the Jazz and the Thunder. Right now, I believe it's the Thunder.
1: Well, in the matchups on the NBA, on ESPN.com right now, it has Denver and Utah as the 3C.
0: Yeah, Denver, Utah, Utah okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, then they must have updated after the game. All right, so what do you guys have on uh, Denver, Utah?
2: Denver, Utah is going to be interesting because Utah's defense, you know, Rudy, when one that started it all, um, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to play them hard, but I think Denver's too – they're too – they're too strong. They're way overpowered for them. It's not. What are you going to do with Joker? What are you going to do with Bobo now? I mean, they got so many ways they can just dismantle you. You know, Michael Porter Jr., Monte Morris off the bench. You know, you got Jeremy Grant there. You have even – you got Plumlee. You got your toughness there. They got shooters. You got Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. They, Denver has always been one of those teams that I love to watch because they are so good. But it's taking that next step in the playoffs, and this might be the year. You talk about complete team. I don't think the Jazz have a chance. I really don't think they have a chance.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I love what Utah's doing. I love uh, the way Porter's been playing, and it seems like he's actually healthy. And he, I mean, before his injury, he was regarded as a number one pick potential. So I think he's really showing his talent um, in the bubble. Uh, and when I was younger, I, me and my friends used to love Manu Bowl. Like, we used to try to recreate Manu Bowl all the time in video games. And we used to try to, every time we'd block each other in a shot, we would yell Manu Bowl. Like, it was the dumbest thing, but we loved Manu Bowl. So you can imagine how excited we are that Bowl Bowl now exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just about as big of a Bowl Bol fan as there is. So I love that he, he is more skilled offensively than I honestly thought. Like, he has. Oh, tough- yeah. He has a nice stroke. Uh, obviously, he's long as shit, and he's really good defensively. So uh, I love, I love Denver. Um, I would not be surprised to see Denver in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, like you, everything that you said, they are so deep from top to bottom. They have a great bench as well. Utah. All right, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Gobert. All right. Uh, yes. I don't, if, I don't forgive, I don't forgive Rudy for kind of starting the whole shutdown <laughs> thing to begin with. So uh, Utah. Honestly, I think Denver wins at five
0: yeah I I think the loss of Bogdanovich for Utah was was huge he really spaced the floor and you know with Conley there he was supposed to be Rubio's replacement for the offensive output that Rubio didn't give uh to Utah but because it didn't it doesn't seem like a great fit there uh I, I think Utah's way too offensively challenged Denver's way too deep And Michael Porter's coming. in this bubble just showing his potential. And, I mean, Utah might sneak a game in here because Denver might just be up 3-0 and lay down for a game. But uh, I see Denver in five. And uh, one of the more intriguing matchups
1: left. This is the series right here. Mm -hmm. This is the series.
0: Houston Rockets and CP3 Thunder. Facing off,
1: this James is where Harden. I'm missing. This is where I'm sorry, Leon. I just want to say this oh, no, is where I'm good. missing the old school way of life where we had people traveling to stadiums with fans. Because Russell Westbrook, uh, playing in Oklahoma City for the Rockets, mm-hmm. uh, you have CP3 going to Houston playing for the Rockets, and then you have Harden, who and it's been eight years now, but did play for the Thunder as well. So. There's a lot of crossover between these teams. I would love to see the fan interaction between these games mm-hmm.
0: i mean that that video board is going to be jumping um <laughs> and apparently maybe I think later on they're gonna be able to have some guests, some guests mm-hmm. well uh you know we'll touch <laughs> a bit on that later, but the, the rockets and the, and the and the thunder are real intriguing mm-hmm. yeah, they're five out as really. Uh, come to fruition more in a bubble. Harden's been showing out. Danny House, Covington, but Chris Paul has led this Thunder team to, quite frankly, I don't know how the hell they got here. Uh, Man, it's yeah. it's one of his best um, job, one of his best seasons in uh, his career. Um, although I, I think the Rock has taken it in five.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. CP3 is like I said. If it's anybody you need to put respect on his name, it's CP3 because what he's done, leadership-wise, with this team, were pretty much you know, you have Gallinari. You know, he's still playing well. You know, Yogis Alexander. He's taking him under his wing, and look how he's playing now. You know, you got Stephen Adams. He's battle-tested. Um, you have, who else they have on that team? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. How the hell did they do that? I can't, <laughs> you know, I don't know where that roster. I'm used to good on those, but I can't.
1: I really well, did you say that. Schroeder? I, I mean, the, Schroeder's played really well. For yep, them. There you yeah. go, there you go, there you go. Yeah,
2: Schroeder, he's a good six man candidate right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Rockets might be well, it depends on Westbrook's step right there, it's going to depend on him because. If you take one of them out of the equation, they they're going to be in trouble. And Harden, watching the game today against Indiana, which they lost, um, he needs to start trusting his teammates because there's, there's some of the plays he did. Yeah, you can drop 45, but as you can see, you play a little bit more. Even team, you know, some a team that plays more together, they can beat them. If it was close. They still beat him
1: That's why I don't trust the Rockets, whether this is a normal season or not. Uh, I think you've seen time and time and again, you know, Russell Westbrook and James Harden led teams get bounced probably earlier than they should have is because they don't play winning basketball. Uh, I know that James Harden is insanely talented and so is Russell Westbrook. And I love how hard they both play, but they don't play the way that a team that wins championships play. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, I think Oklahoma city is uh, the complete opposite of that. They play like a real team and, It is such a credit to Chris Paul and Billy Donovan for making this work with a lot of guys that you wouldn't consider to be great players, a lot of guys that you consider just role players. Uh, My guy, Milo, like you said, still in the league, still killing it. Uh, I love SGA. I love Schroeder. Schroeder's had a great year, six-man candidate, almost averages 20 points a game. Steven Adams is a great anchor to have underneath the basket. Um, And I might be on my own here, but I think the Thunder win the series, and I think the series goes seven. I can see that. If if Russell's not playing, especially – I think that the Rockets are really going to miss him. And, you know, I don't trust James Harden. I, until they prove to me otherwise, I will never trust the Rockets, and I will always pick against them regardless. So, I'm going OKC okay, here at seven. It's
2: big.
0: It's big. Yeah, you're on your, yeah, man, you're on your own island over there, man.
2: That's <laughs> big. No, that's big, man. Right? It, it can happen. We've seen, you know, Golden State. We've seen, we've seen upsets yeah. happen. So, it's – what did, what do they call themselves? I can't remember. Oh my god! What was the nickname for that team when they oh, beat Dallas? We believe oh. warriors. Yep, there you go. Right there. You just yeah. never know because all it <laughs> takes is a team to get hot, man. Even <laughs> in baseball, don't shake your damn head because who would have thought the <laughs> backs, who the Mets? Who would have thought? <laughs> but I think the Rockets taking not, them six. But
1: I'm not saying they're gonna make a run at the finals. But I think they could beat the team like the Rockets, who plus. I think are flawed. It's possible.
0: Fair assessment. Still on your own island, but
1: <laughs> I was on my own island when I predicted the Tennessee Titans to go into New England to beat the Patriots in the playoffs last season too. So I yeah, accept yeah. the challenge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was wild. That made me happy.
0: <laughs> We're gonna take a look over here into the Eastern Conference. Uh obviously the much weaker conference. Fight get through these very Ooh. quickly. <laughs> you know. Bucks magic. <laughs> uh,
2: sorry Johnny.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I I'm gonna go back to an earlier conversation. Suspend Yannis yeah. for the first round, the Bucks can handle the magic on their own without him. <laughs> 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 they can take
2: care of him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is gonna be an ass whipping. <laughs> 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 Man, I just see it right now. <laughs> Get the paddle ball set. I mean, they, uh, uh,
0: like oh, the man. average margin of victory is going to be like 25 <laughs> points. Although, you know, the Magic were scoring more, but uh-huh. I, I just don't see them keeping up with Milwaukee. Uh-huh. They might win a game by accident.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, that's what they did with the Toronto. They won a game like, oh, oh, okay. And then Toronto. I, I the forgot North about game. that. Yeah, I forgot that they won that game. Uh-huh. It was like a freaking cat playing with a ball. Oh,
1: yeah. They go, they go, they go. Is, that, right. is that like a DJ Augustine three or something like that? Was yeah. like an old point guard? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, Milwaukee's got to sweep this series. Oh, yeah, It's man. not even going to be close.
2: Yeah, I think this is unanimous here.
0: Yeah. I, aim, I, um, that's your
2: championship. <laughs> uh,
0: unless you got like a Ken Birch on a magic, just, you know, he has one job, one job only. Get yeah. Giannis suspended.
2: Yo. <laughs> i just talk mad shit. Because Giannis, he's a freaking, he's a ticking time bomb. Just get in his head. Just say some shit in freaking Greek or something. Just just talk mad shit and just try to get him in trouble. Blow in his ear. Get,
0: get a Lance Stevenson.
2: Give <laughs> <laughs> him blow in his ear. Whew. Not a bad idea. Uh, hey. Yeah,
0: yeah. bucks sweep is, is going to be bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Sorry, much. Johnny. <laughs> Um, next, the Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I'm not gonna say a word. You, you guys already know how I feel. s <laughs> and six. Yo, Jake.
1: Can't feel with
2: Jake's laughing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, this one. Ooh. Lord Jesus, help the Nets. <laughs> I love Caris Burke Leon. You know that's my boy. But damn, you gotta be AI slash Kobe. So, I mean, you got to be just on some next level. You need to freaking inject KD into you or something because the next, I'll give them a game. I will be nice and give them one game. But then y'all is better just get ready for Kyrie and Katie to come back and then y'all can kick ass next year because it ain't happening this year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know very well. I'm going to take a line. You know very well who you are, and it ain't going nowhere <laughs> this year. <laughs>
1: Leon, I'll just say you have brighter days ahead, and at least you know that you have the two guys in the wings waiting uh, to make your 2021 20, a little bit brighter for you. Uh, but you're probably going to get swept in this series, <laughs> And I, I don't even think you should be ashamed of that. I think this is all circumstantial. So, uh, uh, ultimately, it's unfortunate for Nets fans, but at the same time, the Nets have two superstars uh, waiting for the next season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way they played so far in the bubble, Chioza and Levert and Allen, it's really just, like I say before, a, a coaching tryout for Vaughn and really Levert to show that he is that third star, and not, not to blow up the team. And I I've, I've like what I've seen so far from Jared Allen. He's shown some toughness. Uh, real double-double and Aaron Latvia, Brodeon's crew has uh, played pretty well.
2: What did I tell you about calling that? We we talk about this all the time. I I heard that nickname on TV too. That's what pissed me off. I'm like, first of all, don't don't call him that again. He's not allowed until he averages over ten points a game. You cannot call him that at all. I don't know Ian Engel. He needs to shut his ass up too because I think I was the first one I heard him freaking
1: say that. Don't say it again. Hey, Ian Eagle is my guy. Leave Ian Eagle alone. Man, that was saying shit like that. God, you Latin. <laughs> man, what's
2: next? <laughs>
0: I mean, we, we can run down the list of, of the Nets nicknames, but I will spare you. <laughs> Nets and six—that's that's how we're gonna finish that one out.
1: You said I think we talked too much about the Nets here. <laughs> I think we did.
2: Next, if the Nets win in six, I'll put a hundred in your Venmo. I'll tell you that right now.
0: We like this on me. tape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> said that on live streaming <laughs> Facebook page here on Ball is Life. So anyone want to hold Jacob accountable?
2: That's That's your gonna,
0: eight. Your time. It happens, it happens. Next matchup, the Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers down a man. Uh, I believe Embiid came back to play tonight. But the Celtics' uh, defense have been ramped up since they started. They see he came back. Uh, Rob Williams, Tatum starting to take off. Jalen Brown really gone to another level. Mm-hmm. I see the Celtics in five. Embiid's going to quit in three games.
1: Yeah, you know, no Ben Simmons. Uh, uh, I really like Shake Milton, and I like Seibel a lot. But ultimately, the Celtics have been playing really good, and uh, Gordon Hayward's been playing better in the bubble too. Mm. He has a great mustache. Uh, <laughs> I think that might have helped his play just a little bit. Um, but I, I imagine Boston's gonna win this in five as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end that one too. Yep, Celtics in
2: five. Nothing you can do, with Philly. See you later. Thanks for coming. Take your
1: ass home. Maybe it's time for a new process over there in Philly, right? Yeah. I mean, how long before they blow it up? Right. I feel like this is kind of a failed experiment at this. Yeah. point.
2: I'll give him one. I'll give Brett Brown one more year. If he doesn't get it after this one. He's, he's he might be done. Well, you gotta think. COVID it did a lot, and as far as Simmons going down, you gotta give him another year. But if he doesn't get it next year, he's done.
0: It's true. And, you know, I was real intrigued to see how uh, Ben Simmons' three point shot improved. I mean, the form was never broken. He just never took the shot. And if he yeah. was to knocked down a corner three every once in a while, it, you know, yeah, that it really would have helped him out. But mm-hmm. knowing that he's out, figuring he's going to load up on Embiid and, you know, Tobias Harris and Horford, Horford, I'm pretty sure, regrets the day he signed there. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That sucks because now he really does not have a role on the team. And it's, it's so bad. What
1: role did he have when they signed him, though? You know, you already was he Embiid insurance? That's a lot of money for insurance.
2: I thought he was going to be a starting power forward. I, with I with Harris? Yeah, because you got to think. Embiid, Horford, Harris would be the three. Ben was running the point regardless. And nobody right. ran out as shooting guard.
1: That's a, big, that's a big starting lineup right there. Mm-hmm.
2: Defensively, they would have been okay. Yeah, it's just a wrap for themselves. So I think they'll be moving on.
0: Yeah, definitely. For sure. Now we get to my favorite series of the Eastern Conference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Little backstory here. Everybody knows TJ Warren. There's LeBron, <laughs> there's MJ, and then there's Bubble TJ Warren. <laughs>
1: It's honestly, it's it it's facts if you're only talking about the bubble world. <laughs> and
0: what got this man started? Well, we're gonna start it right here.
2: Yeah, buddy. It's another game I was watching. Jimmy was um, about to give him he was about to give him the fade on that one.
0: Yeah, hard foul. You can read lips.
2: <laughs> You're trash. Mm. SMD. Yeah, he was trash. As our uh, boy Henry would say, SMD, kids are watching. Um, it was wild. He's like, I'm tough. <laughs> I'm tough. Come on. Uh, he's yeah. like, I'll catch you outside. Man, this is great. This is all loving me, basketball. It's just stuff like this.
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's Jimmy Butler. That's the thing. Like, and Jimmy always has some stuff like this every oh, year. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he just, you know, I don't think it was that serious, but he really looked like he was going to stall on him. So yeah. This was great. Well,
0: like, <laughs> J- Jimmy said the three words that will stop every every game on, on a court. Mm-hmm. You know, the old, the old SMD, uh, uh, <laughs> montage, and that just shuts <laughs> everything down.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. I, you, you just you're begging for something. i <laughs> saying that on the court, but yeah, yeah this, this is just this is going to be wild. Man. This Just this, talk about just two teams that actually they play defense, you know, they dig into each other, you know, it's going to get heated, and if TJ Warren's going to, man, I think what started him off that, too, and cash considerations. I think that's what keeps him going. Like, okay, maybe for cash? Okay, I got you. But, yeah, this is this is going to be a good series, man. It's there. If Oladipo can get up to the level we know he can play at, this is going seven. But right now, I'm going to say he in six. Yeah, I'll say six. I think six is fair.
1: I actually don't love the – like, the Pacers have not had a nice run. T.J. Warren, I think, he's still the leading scorer in the bubble. I think mm-hmm. uh, almost 40 points a game. I love the story. You know, getting traded for cash considerations, you use that as motivation, totally relatable. I think that we all could – you know, we we can be inspired by that. We would totally use that as motivation as well. I don't know. I feel like I remember T.J. Warren coming out of North Carolina State and, like, being a good scorer, mm-hmm. uh, being ha- kind of highly touted when he came out. Um but I'm wearing this jersey today and I have a number three for Dwayne Wade. Um, I've had this jersey for a very long time, which is besides the point, but <laughs> Miami Heat are my team that I think are coming out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, I love the Heat uh, and maybe I overvalue Jimmy Butler, but I think that this team is so dangerous uh, and I don't think any, I, I know the Bucks are great, but the Bucks have yet to prove in the playoffs that they can do this. Uh, Toronto, Obviously, are the defending champs, but a big piece of that is gone in uh, Kawhi Leonard. So, for me, looking at the Heat roster, looking at how they played this year and in the bubble, they're super confident. Love their coach. Um, I love their swagger. Love Jimmy Butler's leadership. I love how they respond to that. I love Bama Adebayo. Uh, I love the shooters they have around them. Tyler Hero, the swagger he has. Love all that. The Miami be are going to win the series. I think they're going to win it kind of handily. I could see it going six, but I'd be shocked if they went seven. I just think they're a way better basketball team than the Pacers are at this point.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you, you mentioned Jimmy Butler and his, his swag and what he brings to the team. You know, some people are just not on his level. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't
1: got to hear it to no, know he talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't hear anything, but
0: I you can You don't imagine. hear anything? Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Well, more or less,
2: yeah, Jimmy up.
0: Butler said he's not on the same level. TJ is not on the same level as, uh, as Jimmy Butler. And he showed that the other night as he shut him down with, yeah. with, with like, 14 and, points and
1: I want to I want to point out you know the Heat's roster also very solid I mean you're talking Gordon Dragic, Jay Crowder I like Kyle uh Kyle Alexander a lot Tyler Hero as I said Solomon Hill they have Andre Iguodala which I personally mm-hmm. forgot about uh Derek Jones won the dunk contest Kendrick Nolan rookie of the year candidate I mean he's been killing it all year still Duncan Robinson Kelly yes Lennox, my Myers boy. Leonard um this team is stacked. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really love how deep they are, and I think they're going to be a big problem for everyone in the Eastern Conference.
2: Yeah, Dr. Robinson, he was, he was really killing in that game. I mean, he was yeah, pulling yeah. up from Steph Curry. I mean, he might, he might get the line of all that. He talked was jumpers. He keeps shooting like that. But, okay. <laughs> but it yeah, that, that, oh yeah, that dude. They definitely got a squad, and I don't think Indiana is going to be able to handle that one, especially with no. So, Sabonis is out, isn't he? Or did he come back?
0: Yeah. No, Sabonis is out. Okay, but yeah. They, yeah, they're going to they gonna be some... Take a look at bubble TJ Warren.
1: Oh, <laughs> this guy's got to pull up. He's got Look at this shot. Look at this garbage. This is some, come on. This is look, at this. look at this. Look at this. All over AD. Come on. Come on. I this, mean... And then the three... Oh, yeah. The three that the he did... Euro made step. Was these are
0: some tough shots. Yeah, this yeah.
1: Wow. Like, Come on. Like, that's just Kobe right there. Like, just maybe, then, look at, th- at his three. Look at his three. Come on,
0: the dagger three. I think he, he ended with 15 straight points at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the end of that game and I just refused to believe that that was TJ Warren and not like a Hall of Famer. Like, he was making ridiculous shots. Man, he was over there going. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, the Lakers are famous for making scrubs like look really good and giving them career highs and stuff, but
0: he's doing this to everybody.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> like, he's
0: doing this to the whole league. Uh, man. You know what I like? I I like, I like compare this to. You ever you know the Seinfeld episode with Costanza and he goes about sex and he's like, me laser focused. <laughs> <laughs> this is TJ. This is Bubble TJ Warren. <laughs>
3: Once the reference. guest
0: comes in, once the guest comes in, you're gonna see regular TJ Warren.
1: <laughs> I love the analogy. I think that's perfect. It's,
0: this this can't last. I don't see it.
2: All right, man. Maybe just until he gets a big contract, but <laughs> let's enjoy this one.
0: Yeah, he's gonna get a big contract, all right. <laughs> Mentioned a personal guest. The bubble is closing up. Uh, Tomorrow is the last game. And the NBA has decided, since you're no longer needed, you can shower and just leave. Teams exiting, people coming in. People coming in are family members and close guests not known through social media. Take that for how you want it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's just say those parties will no longer be solely attended by Dwight Howard.
1: So, so Lou Williams, like the friends he makes when he goes to get chicken wings, like he can't bring them in? Well, <laughs> well if they're
2: close friends, if they're really <laughs> close, they can bring them in.
0: Well, I, I, think, I think it's considered good because it, it's a it's a known prior relationship. Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. okay. So that stripper okay. has a place he can bring in?
0: Now, he, here's where it may get a little tricky. Remember that snitch hotline everybody was talking about? Yes. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of calls made to some people. You know, I don't think they knew each other beforehand. Uh, hmm.
2: They
1: all know now. yeah. I feel like the consensus on that line is like we're not snitches, like we're not saying nothing because we're all doing the same thing, you know. I, I feel like a lot of them are a lot of them understand like I'm not gonna say nothing, you're not gonna say nothing, like that's like everyone's kinda hush hush. Although I could see like Dwight Howard being like, Oh, I saw that guy doing this. But I mean D'Angelo Russell's not in the bubble, so we don't gotta worry about anyone snitching, so, so. <laughs> I think everyone understands, like, you know, you don't say anything, I'm not gonna say anything.
0: But yeah. Yeah, guests coming in, teams leaving, Zion looked, he was done before, and uh, I, I think that's what did the Pelicans, and they didn't play in the first game, and that pretty yep. much sealed their fate.
1: Mm-hmm. This whole well, thing that, is designed for the Pelicans to make the playoff. <laughs> much. They didn't do anything.
2: That and Lonzo Ball averaging like five points a game. Yeah, he's been bad. Yeah, he, well, oh, I bad. guess that jump shot didn't work, that new found jump shot.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, he's been he's been really bad. Um yeah, we'll we we'll, guess we'll give out some awards. Uh you know, who's been your uh, bubble MVP? Woo.
2: Devin motherfucking Booker. more <laughs> or less and that guy man, when you hit the wind when to jump over PG and Kawhi man, and he just it's like he knew it was going to, he lay on, yeah I did it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but the Suns, come on now, you can't – I love Dame, Dame's second, but if you would have said the Suns were going 7-0, I would have called you a damn lie. And, man, yeah, you got to go to Booker. He are averaging, what, 34, 34 a game, mm-hmm. Ice cold from the line. I mean, in a good way, 94%. I think he's shooting 50% from the field, and the way he shoots at that clip, 50% is crazy. And, man, he, he sealed it up for me.
1: <laughs> I'm having a hard time trying to decide who I think that should, that should win this because it's a three-person race to me. Mm-hmm. And when you decide on MVP, almost never is it someone who missed the playoffs unless it's baseball and it's Mike Trout. Um, but it's between T.J. Warren, Devin Booker, and uh, Dan Lillard to me. And – just because of the unexpectedness uh, I think so highly of Dame Lillard and the potential for Devin Booker was always there that the unexpectedness of TJ Warren to me uh, is going to get him to vote for me. And he's a playoff on a playoff team and he helped them get to the seat that they're in now. So uh, for me, I, I think with, I think all of us would think way less of the Pacers in general, if it wasn't for TJ Warren's run here in the playoffs um, Dame, I expect that from Devin Booker. We always knew he was capable for me
0: I'm going to go TJ Warren just based on that. Pretty good. I'm going to I'm just going to go right out and say I'm going to give it to Lillard. He came in with well on a mission. Uh 50 and 60. Uh he can just really top it off tomorrow with a win. Uh came in with a purpose. This was his goal. He said he didn't want to show up unless he had a chance and he's guy who's backed up his word. Um uh, T.J. Warren's been nice. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been good. Mm-hmm. And and Booker, I mean, I, it's hard to argue Booker, but Lillard I, I, I think coming from the outside in to get to that A spot and really uh, seal his fate, I would give him the bubble MVP.
1: We didn't plan this, by the way. We all picked someone different. We didn't even plan that.
0: Man, that, that's I'll pretty good. That
1: well
2: done.
0: Um go really fast uh, with the awards throughout the league. The finalists have been made uh, the, and the awards are handed out from the end, more or less from the uh, start of the pandemic. Uh, MVP finalists Harden, Giannis, and uh, uh, was LeBron. it? uh Oh, LeBron. Mm-hmm.
1: That guy, LeBron, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um. How could I forget? <laughs>
0: Uh, let's start with you, Randy. Who you got for MVP?
1: Um, I got the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He averages thirty points, almost fifteen rebounds. Uh, I think six assists a game. The Bucks have the best record in the sport by far. You take him off of the Bucks, it is—it's uh, still okay, but obviously the difference he makes uh, is insane, is palpable for sure. And he's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. So I think what he does on both sides of the ball. Uh, means so much to the Bucks, So I'm mean, giving it to Giannis is going to win it for the second straight year. I'm
2: going to go with LeBron James because wow. he's almost averaging a triple-double uh, at his age, still playing at a high level, playmaker on the team. He's definitely a way better playmaker than Giannis. I mean, he's his offensive game well-rounded still, the defense is, you know, it's, I won't say it's slacking. You know, that happens when you get old. But, yeah, you got Anthony Davis, but you take him off, the same thing. You take him off the Lakers, how good would they be? You know, you pretty much have the Pelicans all over again that LeBron's not there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just – I'm giving it to LeBron for number five.
1: Shake the room. And one – and I just want to point out, Leon, real quick. Um mm-hmm that MVP voters are very narrative driven. And we we said, we saw Ramona Shelburne earlier today say, the only reason that she's voting for LeBron is that she is a narrative based voter. What that mm. means is that based on storylines is why that they vote for MVP, not based on overall body of work. So uh, obviously we've talked a lot about this, but the impact of this man over here leaving us, it uh, had, had meant a lot to the Lakers and, and the fan base and the city and everything in and, and the basketball world. So, the fact that the Lakers are a one seed the first time that they made the playoffs in five years, uh, I think, you know, big man Kobe leaving us has a lot to do with that. So I would not be surprised if LeBron gets the vote because of that.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I think I give it to Giannis this year. I thought it should have been Harden last year. Uh, but, you know, best team in the East, two way player. I mean, it's amazing that he was able to raise his game. From an MVP year, so
3: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he, he's, it's not a great three-point shot, but it, it's enough to, you know, not Ben Simmons like.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, and and it's getting better. <laughs> yeah. So if he can, yeah, sure. Like LeBron's three has gotten better over the years too. So if he continues to do that, he will continue to sustain his level of success. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I got Giannis for MVP here. Uh, do you guys have for six men? The, the finalists were Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder.
2: I got, I got Harrell. I got Harrell. I, I was this right here with Lou Will because I'm like, oh, you can give it to him again. But Harrell has been that guy for them. I'm talking about he is pretty much the toughest player on the team. You know, he bodies bigger men than, you know, him. You know, he does a lot with his limb. He leads that second unit. He's having a career year as well. 18 points a game. I'm not sure, I don't think he's in double-digit rebounds.
1: I think he, he is. You know, I think he's 18 and 10. Is he 18 yeah. and 10? And there you go so. right
2: there. And the guy just does so much. I mean, he, he really deserves it. Plus, this guy wasn't even averaging. Well, he just improved every single year. And I will say this is the pinnacle. I'll give him the six men. It was I
3: tough,
1: don't remember the last thing. Yeah, I don't remember the last time that uh, six-man-of-the-year candidates, there was two of them on the same team. I don't remember.
0: I don't remember it either, yeah.
1: So that, to me, just disqualifies both of them because they benefit from playing with each other a lot. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give it to Schroeder just based on that. Shooter comes in. Shooter comes in and, and gives Oklahoma City 20 points a game, and uh, God knows they need it because they're not the most talented roster ever. And uh, he's also a guy who's gotten better since he's played, you know, in Atlanta and came over to OKC, so – uh, I' was gonna give it to Schroeder just based on the fact that he's the only guy on, the, on his team representing his team uh Schroeder. i don't know for, unfortunately for the clippers they are uh, for me i should say the clippers are stacked they have two guys and a candidate that's a solo award so they just they're disqualified for that for me Schroeder.
0: yeah uh, i am i'm gonna go with Schroeder uh, here as well i'm a i was a fan of him back in atlanta uh you know and like you say he's a huge part of what they do in OKC. He's like yeah, six man playing starters minutes. I, I thought Dragos got short end of the stick, but with the Clippers, you know, it- it's hard to argue that record. But you know, I- I'm going to go with shorter here. And, uh, and next up, we got the Most Improved Player Award: Luca, Brandon Ingram, and uh,
1: Bam Adebayo. Adam yeah, I'm Adebayo.
0: There you yep. go.
2: Yeah. This this was tough. Cause my bias almost came out. I wanted to say Brandon Ingram so bad. I I did because this I watched this kid go from just not knowing where he was on the team to one of the best scorers in the league. But this is a different case. I'm gonna give it to Luca because you've seen him go from All Star to superstar. That and you don't see that too much. And what he's doing, like how many. Triple doubles does he have this year? I just twenty something. At least, I mean, you can't you can't deny that. And what he means to Dallas, like I said, it was tough because I really wanted to give it to Ingram, but what Luca's doing, you gotta give it to him. I mean, when you take it to another level like he has, you can't go against it.
1: I will shout out Luca because what he said when he was announced a finalist for this award said that. He should didn't get his name taken off and give it to Brandon Clark uh, of the Hornets. Monte Graham. Monte Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Luca. I think he understands. Like that guy averaged like single digit points, mm-hmm. races games, averaged sixteen or so. Um, so Luca to me, it's it's a tough one because he already I think was, was established as an elite player in the league. So yes, he did get better, but I'm looking at the leap from you know good player to great player. Uh, I think Luca already was a great player. So I am going to go Brandon Ingram for that reason where Grant, Brandon Ingram on the Lakers was always like, he has potential to be an elite scorer in the league, but he's mm-hmm. not there yet. I think he's there now.
3: Absolutely. And
1: he's going to be a big reason for the Pelicans success going forward, especially with a young team in Zion. And I don't know if Ball will ever put it together, but, Ingram is going to be just as much as important as that team's future as Zion is, and it's because of his offensive skill set. So I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. Maybe that's my Laker bias coming out because I always like the guy, but I'm going to go B.I. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm going to go with Randy here and go Ingram because in the beginning of the season, he was arguably the best player in the league, and he held that Pelican team down until Zion came back, um, suffered an injury, really got, really got set back. Mm-hmm. But and to Jacob's point, going from all-star to superstar MVP type level, it's really hard to ignore. And 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 I do acknowledge the fact that yes, Devontae Graham really, really could have been on this list because he put the Hornets. Yeah, they
2: they him um, on that one. Um, he,
0: but yeah, my, my pick. Yeah, my yeah, my pick here is Ingram. uh Really expanded his game. Mm-hmm. uh Put in the clutch factor, and showed that why he was uh, a top ten pick. Well,
2: my! I just have to say, it. Leon Thomas, UNC fan, actually giving somebody some due credit. My uh, friend Sanford's coming right now, man. Woof. That's, that's, been, that's, two Woof. that's two of us. That's two. Oh yeah, I, feel like using, like, I can't believe, it. man. This, yeah. This is must see freaking podcast right now, <laughs> man. This, this never happens because I'm gonna hate y'all motherfuckers next. All I'm year. gonna
1: say, <laughs> all I'm gonna say, is it's about damn time there's a Duke player worth a damn in the sport. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! We got Kyrie. we got Brandon. <laughs> Bro, they're, they're getting there. JJ Reddick had a good career. <laughs>
2: damn, you damn right, twenty. Well, he almost almost twenty years going to the playoffs. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Too too bad Alvin Gentry's going to probably get fired from this.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of that does suck. Man. It, that. They're young. They're too young, man. You just they Almost made the playoffs. You can't, can't fire that guy. He obviously had them playing. I mean, they had them playing hard, but yeah, I can...
1: I feel like he... I actually, I'm with you on the same uh, Brett Brown situation here. I think you might give him another shot because of the circumstances. I, I think there's a lot of things that he couldn't control, including Zion's health, that maybe you give him a, a year with Zion and the young roster and see what he does. Let him lose some weight, too. Mm. Yeah, keep him away I mean, from
0: the gumbo. <laughs> sure. Yeah, my, my man has to make it up and down the floor. It has, it's just embarrassing to be mm-hmm. asking to come out after five minutes.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive player of the year, uh, Anthony Davis, Giannis, and uh, who was the third guy? I, for, I forgot. Oh, Rudy. Right. Yeah, Rudy. when I started. Rudy Gobert,
1: Aston. I, I have a guy. It. I have a guy on on Twitter who gave him the greatest nickname ever, and it's Escargo Hibbert. <laughs> 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 so every time I see his name, I just think of a French Hibbert, and it's the greatest name for him. So oh shout God. out to my guy Tobias on Twitter for giving him that name.
2: <laughs> but yeah. He... <laughs>
3: I think a lost Jake
2: here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Um, I got to go with Giannis, you know, give him his first defensive play of the year. Plays. He can play D on all five positions. And, and you know, his athleticism, just everything there. You can't really get around him. He's, his footwork is, I mean, from year one to now, unbelievable. And I think, yeah, I, I got to give him his first.
1: He definitely deserves it. This is my turn to be biased here because I'm going Anthony Davis. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just – I look at the Lakers, and when Anthony Davis is not on the floor, they are still decent in the front court um, with rebounding and protecting the rim. But what Anthony Davis does, like, they ask him to defend perimeter players. Mm-hmm. The way he defends the screen and roll is unlike anything Lakers have had in, in a very long time. Uh, if ever. I mean, he he is elite at that. Like, uh, he makes that look so easy, and it's one of the more complex things that, you know, coaches try to teach how to defend. Um, he's just so good at awareness, his positioning, and he stays in front of guards that he's so much bigger than on a regular basis. So, you know, LeBron doesn't have that sort of defensive tenacity anymore. The backcourt uh, back defense for the Lakers, the guard play, not the greatest thing in the world. Anthony Davis cleans up a lot of their issues on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they rely on him to do that. And I think he accepted that role. And he's always been a great defensive player. And I think now he's going to get recognized for it. So I'm going to go Anthony Davis here.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to agree with Randy again. Uh, North Carolina alumna, not alum, but, you know, compadre. (laughs) But, you know, he's right. That team is totally different when AD is not in the floor. Matter of fact, I I think it's AD's team. Mm
1: -hmm. I, I agree with you.
0: <laughs> uh, so, and, and he's been a defensive wizard his entire career. It's just the fact of the matter of staying healthy, and he's more or less stayed healthy for a good portion of the year. I think it's time to award him with the Defensive Player of the Year.
2: I see it happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, Coach of the Year, um, Boonholsor, Donovan, and uh, Nick Nurse.
2: Yep, Nick Nurse. Yep. Um, uh, you I gotta, out there. I, I'm going with nurse. I, I, I there's no way anybody else deserves to win this. Second in the east. You lose Kawhi. You just plug in like basically Siakam. That's the star of your team. He has put this team together. It it's amazing. Like I said honestly, really, like Donovan, yeah, I give you that, but you can't with Van Lee. Like it's the same team without Kawhi. That's big for me. And they just they play an exceptional amount of team basketball. Don't shake your head at me. But anyway, they just – they do, man. What, what can you
0: – what can you do? No, they, they <laughs> no, they do. I mean, you understand Aaron was on last week. We were trying to, you know, kissing up Aaron. I get it. I get it. No, no, it. fuck <laughs> all right. that. just – he just deserves it.
2: <laughs> just, nah, he he definitely deserves it in my eyes, man. It's just – coaches like that, you expect them to just fall. Because when you lose somebody like that, how many teams can lose a superstar? Well, besides Oklahoma City, you lose superstars and still be that good. And they're at the top of the East pretty much if it wasn't for the Bucks. So, I mean, that means a lot.
1: My knock on Nick Nurse is kind of unfair, but it is strictly because they play in the Eastern Conference, uh, where the, the playoff teams at the back end are pretty bad, and you play these awful teams from time to time, like, like your Knicks and you get kind of breaks from here and like from time to time. Um, and I I totally get what you're saying when you lose a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who led you to a championship and meant so much to that city. But I also think that gives a coach confidence. Uh, I think that Nick Nurse probably understood his ability and really had a good grasp of his team at that point. So he understood how to use his guys. Mm -hmm. So when you win a title, everything changes for everyone involved, basically. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with Billy Donovan because in the Western Conference, you have a almost not a complete overhaul, but your roster is not considered one of the best rosters in the league. But yet you're here as a five seed in the West, which is super competitive, has uh, like we already talked about 10 potential, play- like you have 10 teams worthy of a playoff spot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's your only elite player is Chris Paul, who is pretty old now. Mm -hmm. Um, but you got everyone to buy in to what you wanted to do. And it's kind of like – it kind of says a lot about Russell Westbrook because it's the same team just flipped with Chris Paul, but they play better team basketball. So, to me, that matters a lot. And I'm going to go Billy Donovan for getting that entire roster to buy in. Tic-tac-toe,
0: three in a row we Donovan.
1: Me <laughs> no. yeah, and Leon sharing a brain here. At the, yeah,
0: yeah I, I'm just going to echo the same sentiments as Randy here. You know, it, and it's hard to think that a college coach could translate well into the NBA because many have failed, but Donovan mm-hmm. has done well uh, buying in. And, that, and most college coaches fail trying to uh, put in their system
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And thinking at his college all over again, you can't treat these NBA superstars the same. And to his credit, you know, he took a, I mean, it's not a bad roster, but it's not the star studded roster, you know, yeah, with Just five star recruits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's done a phenomenal fan. job with them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Randy here, give it to Donovan. And, uh, you know, we'll finish this up with. Rookie of the year. Uh between Ja Zion and yeah, it doesn't even matter who the third guy is. Doesn't
1: matter. Kendrick Nunn.
2: Uh yeah. doesn't matter.
0: See you yeah.
2: later. Uh, I don't care. My Duke
0: Bias is coming
2: out. No, I'm kidding. It's John uh, Morant. It's would... John Morant on this one. <laughs> no, absolutely not. They give it to Zion. I'm gonna kick all those freaking voters in the nuts. John Morant. I mean, you talking about doing everything for your squad and being that guy. He came in exactly what he did at Murray State. That's all you, but pretty much Ja, he took Triple J's game to another level. Everybody, you know, rallied around him. It sucks that they're, you know, fading right now, but Ja is everything to that team. And he's a perfect fit for kind of bringing that new grit and grind to that city. And he, he deserves it. There's no, no. Zion, I'm sorry. He he didn't play enough for me. It no, you don't deserve it. Sorry.
1: You got me on the pump fake there, Jake. You <laughs> ever you ever see that clip of Melo when he's sitting courtside with the hoodie on and he grabs the ball <laughs> and he's about sad. to shoot and then he fakes it and he just hands it off and everyone's all mad that he didn't shoot like that was just what just happened with you. I know for sure you were, you were pulling the trigger on that. One, uh, no, no,
2: nope. I can't do it.
1: I don't know how I don't know how it's not unanimously John Morant. Uh, <laughs> i never really even when the Grizz, grizzlies were good uh said hey i want to check out the grizzlies tonight." you know like i i never ever said that and now like i want to go see what god's gonna do he's so exciting and i to me like that that has so much value and how much he helps the teammates around him get better and like we talked about earlier the fact that they're even in contention for the playoffs says everything uh he mm-hmm. is a superstar in the making uh Zion, maybe if he played a full season, we'd be talking about him as a rookie of the year. But limited action really hurts him here. So I think—I I, mean—I'd be shocked if you see that anyone got any votes besides John Morant.
0: Yeah, I, I'd go with John Morant as well. On, unless you fill into that narrative storyline with Zion and you know it's weight and whatnot, but I, I cannot see any instance where Ja doesn't get the uh, get the award. Um, you know, closing pretty, uh, coming pretty close to the end of the show. Um, I to show some love to the ladies. Um, you know, they really balled out this week. Uh, the aces have been on fire, uh, Seattle storm, best team in the league at seven and one, uh, you know, Brianna Stewart's really showing out, uh, her MVP form. But um, my girl of the week is Aja Wilson uh, from the Aces. They're six and two. She had a game winner in the uh, game against the Liberty, and the Liberty have been playing you know decent ball uh, as of late. Suffered mm-hmm. a pretty tough loss last night to the Sparks. Candace Parker leads the league in double doubles, but uh, you know Li- Liberty's showing some some growth although they're at one and seven. Yeah. Uh, it's-
1: it's tough to watch, but they'll get there. Yeah. My girl, Candace Parker, still holding it down. Oh, absolutely. Still got a, still got a smooth jumper, man. I love that absolutely.
2: shot. Absolutely. See, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely my girl. We, you know I like Aja. You know that's my girl. But I'm going to go with Kelsey Mitchell. As you call it, a walking bucket. I mean, she, <laughs> she's been dropping them. I mean, she's averaging. I think she's over. I'm pretty sure she's over 28 games this past week so I'm definitely going to give it to her shout out to Brittany Griner for becoming 43rd on the WNBA scoring list you know I love how she got herself together from the little situation she had and I want to see if the GOAT, Diana, her and Skylar can bring it home that's going to be real interesting but again like you said shout out to the ladies they're doing their things they got game two keep on watching keep supporting them because they definitely they need everyone's support
1: yeah,
0: man. Um, also, a uh, Kennedy Carter out for two weeks uh, suffered yeah. an ankle sprain. Uh, many compared her to uh, AI, and you could you could see a quick first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a career high the other night in thirty five. So, um, hopefully, she can come back before the playoffs start. But I was a big fan of Kennedy Carter. Randy, sure. Um, Randy. Uh, football life presents the audible guys had a great show last night uh you know you know big fan of you and matt over there in football life if you guys haven't uh checked it out come on over to football life again subscribe to the youtube uh channel uh life podcast find the audible you can catch us on anchor spotify apple these guys are amazing football season coming up uh randy what you got for us coming up uh money audible
1: well first i appreciate the plug uh yeah every tuesday at seven o'clock and over in football life we have the audible with me and matt bushnell um we finished up our divisional previews last week with the nfc west um this week we had a lot of COVID talk it's kind of you know beating the drum but it's a lot going on in the world right now if you haven't got the chance to check out the episode yesterday we previewed hard knocks which aired last night if you haven't got the chance to watch hard knocks we're going to kind of talk a lot about the, the season because it's a super interesting season and they are going through both Los Angeles teams, the Rams and the Chargers. Uh, they have a brand new stadium. They have, uh, you're go- they're kind of doing this social distancing type spring tra- training, which I don't know how that even works, but it's the most interesting hard knock season ever because of all of that. So I'm super interested to see what happens there. We're going to have a fantasy show coming up here. So if you guys play fantasy football, you're going to want to check that out. I'm trying to get Matt to do a live mock draft with me to see, you know, get get our thought processes for that. If you guys play, uh, I take it very seriously. I'm in like eight leagues. It's mm-hmm. a little too much, but at the same time, I love it. All I ask is everyone just kind of pray for football season at this point because college football is not looking too great right now. So I know the NFL is going to try. The least we can do is, is pray and hope that we can get sports because I love watching baseball right now. I love watching the NBA right now. You know, hockey's doing their thing right now too. So I'm hoping that we can get our football fixed. Ball's right around the corner. Less than a month till kickoff. I'm a we get football. So, I uh, appreciate the plug. I appreciate you guys letting me come on here. I've had a blast. I love getting, getting the chance to come on here and talk basketball with you guys. And I love Absolutely. watching the NBA right now. I love what they're doing. I can't wait to watch the playoffs and see how it shakes out.
2: Absolutely. Um, Leon, don't ever make that face again. The Rangers got the first pick. So, we hyped. <laughs> we hyped. <laughs> yeah. Alexis yeah,
1: coming to New York. Hey, Alexi. Alexi. There we go. Excuse me. <laughs> Girl's name anyway. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, no I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I love you guys on the Audible, and and you jack of all trades and and whatnot. But you know, me and hockey so far have a have a long standing history of me trashing it, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I gave you that face, but um, <laughs>
1: that's all right. We can go back talking about football if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, you but guys, no you,
0: you, but no, you guys are great. Uh, Catch uh, pod jobbers over in Wrestling Life tomorrow night, Thursday nights, uh, eight o'clock over in Wrestling Life United member. Come on in, uh, you catch Randy here, Jack of all trades on Audible Tuesday nights, Donk City, uh, Vince and Henry, the Godfathers over in Baseball Life, Monday nights, seven o'clock. Um, it about the lab, too. Don't forget the lab, they come on before us at seven Wednesday nights over in Food mm-hmm. Life. Uh, my man Johnny, when well, we trashed his magic earlier, uh, made a <laughs> terrific stir-fry. His, his stir-fry was a, a pretty good. Um going to catch on with that later. Um, close this out. Jacob, you got any uh, words for our audience here?
2: Just thank you for tuning in, whoever did. I mean, just keep tuning in. We all do this for you guys. You know, we do it because we love it. We love sports. That's what it's all about. Randy, thank you for coming on. You know, your new My nickname for me is Randy. There's a sheriff in town, Hammond. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, every, every time you come on now. <laughs> Y'all be cool. But um, <laughs> Yo,
1: yeah. yo, I want no problems. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely been
2: fun. Thank you again for coming on. Leon, you do a great job hosting this. I'm just happy to go along for the ride and help when I can. let take it home.
0: Thank you again, Randy. Uh, thank you again, Jacob. Thank you uh, guys for tuning in, listening. Catch us again uh, next Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Same group, same time, same network. And until next time, guys, blow out.
3: RIP Cove. Sir.